Our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Mother Living Geek Nation, you're currently tuning into the Cult Pop and the Secret of the Ancient MacGuffin podcast, episode 34, a show where we talk about movies and TVs and comics and scrolls. Yeah, we're gonna hit that. We're gonna hit some. We're gonna. Oh, we're gonna hit that. And the other things <laughs> that scratch your nerdy itch. Speaking of hitting that, we're coming to you live from the now rebranded Yunk Junk HQ. Yunk Junk. <laughs> How's that go? Yunk Junk. There it is. A bomb ass podcasting production space in Philadelphia, PA. I'm your digitally <laughs> aged up host, Johnny Destructo <laughs> of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street. A super rad comic shop, which caters to nerdy and nerd-adjacent individuals like yourself. With me tonight is Len. What's up? And Noel. So uh, I would like to just mention one thing about the uh, newly branded Young Junk. Young Junk! Um, Sorry. Young Junk HQ. Uh, so the Man Young... Which is where we are. Yeah. The actual like original pronunciation is manjunk. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Look it's it up. It's not manjunk. Manjunk. It's like it's like Frick. a soft N to J like manjunk. Oh. So it's junk junk. Junk junk. Also in the booth is our trusty producer Dylan the Great. Can they hear you or can they see you or? Mm. Oh, good. He said hello. Yeah, he. I guess. Huzzah, Dylan. Before we get into tonight's discussion, uh, we'd like to thank you all for hanging out with us and chatting and uh, liking and commenting and subscribing and ringing the bell notification, Johnski. And uh, email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com like nobody did this week. And it hurts my feelings. I am a very sensitive sort. It hurt my feelings at all. I don't need you. Um, I, ooh. This, this episode is brought to you by uh, I want you. Mimosas. You can say anything. Ah. No one can see what's in the bottle. So it's brought it's to mimosas. you by the blood of the innocent. Oh. Yeah, you don't know that this is the um, the, the grail. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, first off the bat, we're going to talk about what we've been up to this week in a huh? segment I like to call, What You Been Up To This Week? Huh? huh? I'm going to start off with Len. Yes. By asking him. Yes. What You Been Up To This Week? Huh? Well, this week I finished a series and mm -hmm. I started another one. Oh shit! So the fin the series that I finished was the second season of The Bear ah. on FX on Hulu, um, which is an excellent series. Um, talks about like just like the life of these people that are running this restaurant. Uh, the first season dealt with. Um, Young guy going home, the bear, uh, the, the title. Yeah, for mentioned the titular. Right. Played by, uh, what's the, the gentleman from um, Shameless? Jeremy Allen White. 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 Yes. Lip. Yeah, Lip from, from Shameless. Oh. Um, and this is basically Lip grown up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, because um, he's definitely a, a tortured genius. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so the, the first season dealt with him going back home, dealing with like, you know, Dysfunctional in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. 
dealing with some dysfunctional relationships with his family as well as kind of like trying to take over his older brother's kind of like roast beef shop right and build that up and he's had had has been a successful restaurateur Mm -hmm. chef and now this season is all about is changing over that shop into a full restaurant right called bear gotcha after him and this season really starts to expound more on the the cast. Mm-hmm. You you leave the shop a little bit to delve oh. into their lives, their, their backstory. Um, it definitely has a bit of the same vibe as Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense because uh, Haru Mari is one of the co-producers. Right. He was one of the producers on on Atlanta. I wrote a lot of those episodes. Yes, yeah. yes. I wrote and directed a lot of them. But what happened with this show, though, is that unlike Atlanta, which definitely dipped into the surreal, yeah, um, and then sometimes would even have episodes that had nothing to do, nothing at all, with Atlanta yeah. or any of the people yeah. on the show. Yeah. Um, this show is one hundred percent about this world, about this cast, about these people, about their foibles, about their lives, and. Um, while I think it is a show that probably builds itself as a as a situational comedy or a comedy, yeah, definitely lives in that dramedy world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is it is absolutely amazing, and there is an episode that I was telling you about mm-hmm, the other day. Mm-hmm. There's an episode that takes place four years prior to where we are now. Um. In, in this world that is a Christmas episode, a Christmas family dinner, which is basically an all-star Christmas. This is like they blew their budget because the, this is where you really meet everybody in the family and it's, it's you know, Academy Award winning Jamie Lee Curtis. It's um, John Barenthal. Uh, it's Sarah Paulson. It's John Mulaney. It's Bob Odenkirk. I mean, it's like everybody right. in there. But it's, in, it's such a great episode of television and as good as it is it's like episode seven or eight six or seven yeah because so i am not i've not been watching this we only watched like the first two episodes but gonna watch all of it and all of my social feeds are talking about the seven fishes episode the seven fishes episode Mm -hmm. which is the christmas yeah feast of the seven fishes if anybody doesn't know is like a traditional italian christmas dinner i did not christmas eve feast uh seven fishes it's a great, it's a great series. I really it, enjoyed this it. This episode in the new season or the previous season? It's, in, it's, it's a brand it's, new. It's in this new season. Word. It's in this new season. And then the series that I started was on Apple TV, mm-hmm. which is Hijack. Yep. Starring one Idris Elba. Love that man. And I will give away the the premise of the, the show because it's in the title. Right. Idris Elba is on a plane and it gets hijacked. That's the that's, that's the, the premise of the show, but he's on a plane that is on a seven-hour flight. I think it's going from Dubai to England, so it's a seven-hour seven-hour flight. And each episode, because it's going to be seven season, seven episodes a season, is an hour on the plane. That's what I figured, and it's all about how he deals with. It's all about how <laughs> this disembodied you, white hand came and turned the fucking. Um, uh, 
it's all about how he deals with um this hijack situation because he is a man as you would expect with a certain set of skills but they're not the skills you think he has he's a chef no he's a, he makes roast beef sandwiches he's a stand-up comedian distracts everyone <laughs> yeah yeah uh, he's a cartoonist. Yeah. Nah. I would love to see Idris Elba's tight 10. He's a, oh, you know what? <laughs> Trying to do a stand up set. He, he pulled from real life and he's actually a DJ. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's a very, I mean, Apple TV, none of their, none of their shows look bad. No, so it's no, a great looking show. Looking show. Um, and it's not high on action. It has some bit actions, but it's more the tension. Yeah, of course. Of the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope it's not seven a seven-hour flight of fighting. Yeah, that <laughs> would make no, fisticuffs. No um, there's only three episodes out so far. I haven't watched the third one yet, but uh, it's it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Oh, are they like I hour start long? It. Yeah, about yeah. an hour long. Yeah. Hmm. It's like 24 on a plane. It does, but yeah. starring someone I want to watch. Nothing wrong with Keith or Sutherland. There's nothing wrong with Keith or Sutherland. I just watched the first season and I was like, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a bit, a bit. Noel, what have you been watching this week, huh? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I did a full rewatch of um, all of the Indiana Jones movies, so I have nothing new to report. Liar. Other than what I've read this oh, week. Oh, fuck off. Uh, which was a book called Night Fever. Night Fever. I night knew it. Fever. I knew it was coming. Uh, written by, <laughs> written by Ed Brubaker with uh, art by Sean Phillips. Ooh, that's um, their, the, like they dip into horror. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. Not. Well, not. not, this not one? No. Maybe okay. not. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Um. So. I mean, they've done a ton of books together. Yes, they've done a thousand books together. They decided to take a break from Reckless. He, they did five reckless books, mm-hmm. which are phenomenal. Um, and then this is not connected to reckless or criminal or pulp or anything else they've ever done. It is a new standalone story, uh, basically about a editor uh, who works for a large public uh, publishing firm in the late seventies, early eighties, um, going to France for a convention, mm. uh, like a publishing convention. Um, which is something they never really explain because no one, does anybody even remember how publishing used to work where you had to actually sell books? And pro- yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's very, very, for, they, they don't explain what the process used to be like where you have to travel around the world and sell the European rights or whatever rights oh, okay. for a specific book. You know, like Simon and Schuster would travel around the world with their salesmen to try and like sell books to foreign markets. Right. Yeah. So there's a guy that does that. Um, he's now, do you know that because the book told you that, or do you just know that? I know that, but the book did tell me that he does this and he's on his way to France. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. Cool, cool. And then he's at a convention, the whole book, and you're wondering what the convention's for. Yeah. You just have to like pick up on it. But he, uh, gets into some shit in France. Mm. Uh, much like a lot of the, uh, protagonists of Ed Brubaker's books. He's, mm. uh, probably like mid to late forties and questioning his life. He's in midlife crisis and decides to, uh, chop shit up. And, um, it gets really, really wild. And then it just ends. Oh, is it the first of, Nope. Yeah. Cause it's just one complete story. You said, yeah, it's really wild. And then it just ends. It it gets wild to the point of like, you're questioning your narrator altogether. 
And then it just ends. Oh, is that but, is that is this a good review or a bad review? <laughs> I don't know yet. I can okay. Feels yeah, like, it, it. It, um, it it definitely kind of threw me for a loop. Um, because most of their work usually is this kind of verite, cinema verite, life. Uh, you know, they usually don't have their books aren't formulaic. They usually aren't. It's just like they they go at their own pace, but they almost always loop back around and make you kind of like click or ah or like oh shit yeah this yeah. is just just ends okay. interesting okay it's a gorgeous book uh, they're always gorgeous books yeah. so that so like if Love this the coloring. is my my um response to this is has nothing to do with the con like how good or bad this book is it's just the fact that they literally never miss and a near miss feels like a like a tragedy right right literally never miss so I I I I I would love to talk about it with somebody because all the pieces are there. It's fascinating and then all of a sudden it just kind of ends. It to the point where I was like, "Oh shit, what's going to happen? Four black pages and then notes at the end." I'm like, "Oh. Okay." Interesting. I went back and reread the last page just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could always do it for the show. You could always make us read it. If you want to. Okay. Well, uh, I, <laughs> we put it out there. Yeah. I, yes, let's review this for the show. Great. Yeah. Hey, I love that. Sure. That's the enthusiasm I like. Uh, Robin Renault Jr. is in the chat saying, What's up, Cold Poppers? Whoa, we're telling you what's up, Robert. We're telling you what's up right now. Hey, JD. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask you. Oh. I, I, I got a question for him. Oh, shit. Is it the same one as mine? Perhaps. Okay, go. you go first. What you been up to? Huh? No, I was going to ask him what his favorite cologne is. I don't wear cologne. I wear, uh, I only wear Old Spice Swagger. Swagger. Well, I don't have it on right now. Um, a, a JD has been up to Secret Invasion Omnibus. So last week we were talking about the Secret Invasion show as well as the, uh, the, 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 the trade paperback. Thank you. And um, I was lamenting, man, there is an Omnibus. You weren't here for this. There was an Omnibus and I never picked it up. And uh, I regret, I regret that decision. I should have grabbed it when I had the chance. Mm -hmm. And uh, but then you were telling me like, oh, yeah, even if you had it, like the whole story's in there, but it's out all, of order. it's not none of it's in order, right? So they have like just the the eight issues of the main story, and then all the other stuff is in there, but it's not in like an, a chronologically right. published order, That's a right. way that you read it, exactly. which should never happen. And then I went home and I was like, man, I sure do wish I had that omnibus. And then I went. Oh, wait a minute. And I walked over to my omnibus shelf and sure enough, there it was. <laughs> I had a, a open reader copy uh, just sitting there. I must have gotten it like two years ago during the pandemic or whatever. And pandemic. just kind of put, put it aside Is that and the, never got it's to like it. It's like the, the Pee Wee's Playhouse word of the, like, yeah. pandemic. Hey! Hey! Um, so yeah. So uh, first of all, Noel was right. There is a little bit before the- Can we isolate that sound clip? <laughs> oh, Noel was right. Noel was uh, right. Um, One more time, cleanly though. Uh, Nobody said <clears throat> Noel was right. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Secret Invasion one through eight is in its own little chunk, mm -hmm. and then there's some stuff before it and okay. stuff stuff after it. And I was like, oh, this is actually in order. Look at that. No, it's not. So I actually had to go to like I think Slash Film actually had a here's how you read in oh, Secret yeah. Invasion. That's interesting. Wow. 
And so I was there with tiny post-it notes, cut, <laughs> cutting them with my scissors and numbering them one to 34 or 37, because that's how many issues are in this omnibus. And then I would sit there and I'd go flip, 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 flip. Okay, one. All right. And then part two is flip, 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 flip. Flip, 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 flip. Okay, here's two. And then bap, 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 bap. here's three. It was it took me like a good half hour, 45 minutes just to figure out the reading, order, reading order of this book. <laughs> and how do you just, like it now? It is so good. It is so good. I uh, my my take on Secret Invasion, the trade paperback, was this does not read well by itself. Mm -hmm. uh, you actually need some of the other stuff yeah, around yeah. it. For context and for for certain plot threads to reach their yeah. conclusions, stuff like that. So I've been reading it, and I, I'm over halfway done the whole omnibus, and it is so good. It's so delightful. It's so fun. It's really taking me back to that whole era of Marvel with Brian Michael Bendis kind of running everything with Civil War and Secret Invasion, Dark Reign, etc. And um, I, I'm just having a blast. You know, I I um. I'm glad you're loving it because yeah. it literally was my experience while getting each individual issue yeah. over the course of like the six or seven months that mm -hmm. it came out. Yeah, because I was reading it that way too. I was yeah. reading it as it was coming out. Well, like but, yeah. all of the, yeah, all the Avengers issues in mm -hmm. between and like, yeah. Mighty um, Avengers, <laughs> New Avengers, Avengers. It's, I, it's so funny. Like uh, currently the, I think, I think we were both on the same thread on Twitter of like, Bendis still gets hate for that shit. Uh, everything he does, let's erase it. Fuck this. This is yeah, garbage. I it's trash. I, he ruined comics in every way, shape, and form. And it was like, well, wh why do you say that? Deconstruction and this and this. And he fucked everything up. And he hates women. And he hates Whoa. the queer. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, what? Just, it, I'm like, I muted. I muted I'm like, that right, and left. Guy. I was like, forget it. Yeah. Somebody, I, I, it's, is it, is it a form of success to be that? Reviled. reviled in certain <laughs> like, corners like I, yeah, you you depends. live rent free in so many people's heads for the wrong reason you're just like you just gotta chalk it up i guess yep yeah like uh zach snyder probably just like yeah okay yeah, yeah. i'm still i'm still being thought about i guess that's yeah, that's cool. good kind of people like that man yeah. mm. less talented than bendis <laughs> yeah yeah um, so anyway, Secret Invasion Omnibus, if yeah. you can get your hands on it, uh, it's out of print right now, but you can probably grab it on eBay like I did. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Super good, super fun story. You don't think Marvel's going to put that back out now that the series is out? You would think? It it's, the show is three episodes in, and there is no solicitations for a Secret Invasion Omnibus. That shit should have been out There's no. two months ago. They Okay, one, they reprinted the trade paper back earlier this year for the, the show. Okay. Two... I don't understand the rhyme and reason as to what they do printed or reprint or not because they printed New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, Volume 1, which was like the first 35 issues or whatever. <laughs> no, in an omnibus. Oh, There's oh, a New oh, Avengers omnibus. omnibus. I'm sorry. Out of print, never did a Volume 2. Like that, sh that run should wow. be like six volumes. Yeah. Never did a Volume 2. First volume's out of print. Okay. Nothing else. Like yeah. you'd think that that would be the most popular, but it's not. Uh, and then you've got stuff like, I mean, God love it. I want to read it. Squirrel Girl gets a $150, 50 issue omnibus. And you're like, all right. I mean, that's cool. But it seems like a no brainer. Well, to be to fair, have things it, in she print has one forever. omnibus. Well, no, I know. But still, to have certain things in yeah. print, like that you could always give somebody yeah. versus. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Because, yes, the, the, as, as, as cool as the Squirrel Girl omnibus is, it's kind of niche. 
Like, uh, especially like that demographic of readers, do they want a 15 pound exactly. giant yeah, book? They, no, they don't. So it's just, it seems kind of niche just to have that run versus like evergreen runs, like mm-hmm. specific Spider-Man runs or specific I Avengers agree, runs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I'm going to try to go real quick. I was up. Oh, is the camera on? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, the one thing uh, I had never read, read, I never saw Top Gun is what I was saying. I never saw Top Gun. I made it about halfway through it, gave up, and that was me. The original Top Gun. A couple years ago, trying to, like, oh, I should watch the original Top Gun. Never saw it. And then, for some reason, oh, because every single person on the planet was like, Top Gun Maverick is the best movie of the year. And certain people I know, I think, saw it multiple times in the theater. I saw it twice in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That I was like, all right, I guess I'll fucking watch... Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yes, because now it's streaming, so it's yeah. easier. So, uh, yeah, man, we put it on, and that movie is wonderful. It's really, really fun. And the only question I'm left with is, why is Jennifer Connelly not everywhere all the time? I don't understand where her career is. She's so she's so great and charming in everything she's in, and she's not in anything that I know of right now. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, what a fun... Did you see... I've not seen it. Maverick? No, I've not. I saw it. Yeah, tell us about it. Uh it's wonderful. It's um it's it's like a perfectly constructed action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like um a heist movie, isn't it? A little a bit. A bit of it, yeah. In a way. Like a it's bit, it's, yeah. it's structured like a heist oh movie. Oh my god. I don't know if we're gonna like Spoil it. Competence porn, right? Yeah. Like watching <laughs> incredibly capable people do what they're good at right. for two hours. Mm. Um the movie is it's all hinges on an impossible mission that requires four jets. They introduce this to you in the first 10 minutes of the movie, and Maverick has to teach these cadets how to do it. And then at every act break, like the whole movie is basically just their training for this yeah. impossible mission. And at the end of every act break, they remind you what the exact plan is, and you're watching them fail at just the one bit. Or the, at, yeah, there's like it's, multiple parts. It's hella to complicated. The, yeah, yeah, it's like a, uh, you have to go through this cavern at this speed, at this level of the ground to not get radar, or, yeah. but within 30 seconds. Mm. And then they're just practicing that and failing miserably. And then it's just like, well, I have to move to the next piece, the next piece. So the whole movie, you're constantly reminded what the point of this all is. So by the time they're actually in the mission, you are so into it because the the movie doesn't remind you if they're failing or, or passing. It's just you're aware and you're in it. So it was just, it's so, it's, it's just, it's, it's constructed like math. The movie is like, it shouldn't work because it's so formulaic, but because it's earnest and well done, you're like, this and is it like draws a on, perfect movie. It draws on relationships from the previous film, mm. um, and there's a lot of drama where that's concerned with Iceman, uh, Val Kilmer's character mm-hmm. shows up, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, of course, the love interest with Jennifer Connelly, and- then, It wasn't in the first movie. It wasn't, but she was mentioned. She was mentioned as his previous oh, girlfriend right. yeah. in- yeah. The general's daughter. Or yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, you know what happened to, was it Goose? Yeah, and then Goose's kid is in it. So there's that that whole drama of like, right. oh, you got my but, dad killed. Cool beans. So, so you haven't seen the first one yet. You don't have to. Right. I kind of want to because I enjoyed this one so much, though. It, I kind of want to. What I hear is very dated. It's a, it's a, it, yeah, it's dated, and it's a different type of movie. Because because yeah. the the reason I never got into the whole Top Gun thing is that it's very jingoistic. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I super rah rah. Yeah, and yeah. I was not for that, and I'm certainly yeah. not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um in the '80s, and especially like the 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 mid '80s. Uh, it, it is very much like super super American might. America, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah, it, unironically too. Yep. Like, yep. Um, on a surface level, they are just very sunshine and grittiness and and cool people being cool. Yeah. But there's literally nothing under the surface. Oh, okay. No. And so, they and they don't really right. like most of the appeal of Top Gun is the charming actors and the action. But anything below that is just kind of like yeah. it's very dated. Whereas this new one, it's it's got a lot more meat and it's it's a much better film. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, maybe so I don't like, have to worry about it. You 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 yeah. already like they do all the work of like introducing you to this world and introducing you to everyone's previous interactions. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. right on. It's okay. Yeah, it's very right standalone. On. Not unlike the movie we're talking about tonight. Oh my god! Do you mean? Oh wait. I watched the first Top Gun movie a few months ago, says Robert Monroe Jr. I couldn't believe how bad it was, but I could see how it was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much at the time. I agree with that. Now, a movie that I think of his, by his I mean the Tom Cruise. The Tom, the Thomas. That came around the same time, but I think ages better, was um, uh, Days of Thunder. Oh, I've never I seen that I forgot about one. Days of Thunder. It is, it is only about... NASCAR or just yeah. like the drama of NASCAR. The racing is cool as shit. And uh it apparently is like has nothing to do with actually how NASCAR works. So it's enjoyable. Hold on, hold yeah. on a second. I'm sorry, I'm having a flashback. What is the movie about NASCAR driving that somehow involves time travel? Blackjack? Flapjacks? Oh, free jack. Free jack. <laughs> free jack. Free jack. What what it was that? Uh, first what of all, I- it was Formula One racing. Oh, I don't, uh, wait, is sec- that not NASCAR? No, no, I don't know the difference. Second of all, uh, the racing had nothing to do with the time travel. Uh-huh. It was just Emilio Estevez was a race car driver, yeah. and someone from the future who wants to get with his fia- uh, fiance at the time snatches him from the time stream right before he gets killed in a car accident that he knew was going to happen. Oh, so now. Emilio Estevez is in the future 20 years later with a still hot Rene Russo. No, it's Rene Russo. And the bad guy is Anthony Hopkins and his henchman is Mick Jagger. This wanna, movie exists, everyone. It's called that. Free Jack. Yeah. I've seen it a thousand times because it was one of those movies that I would rent it constantly. I don't know why. Like yeah. as a 10 year old, I was just like, this movie's awesome. Free Jack. Free Jack. Is it possible that Free Jack is the movie that Brad Pitt is watching from the couch when he's playing Floyd in True Romance? I don't remember uh, true someone, enough. Someone let me know. Eddie Madison says, howdy, y'all. Howdy, Eddie Madison. Eddie. Um, all right, so main review, we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, directed by James Mangold, starring mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, and Boyd Holbrook. Holbrook. Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, he soon finds himself squaring off against Jürgen Voller, a former Nazi who works for NASA. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Indiana Jones franchise itself. Okay. 
And then we will give our thoughts on Dial of Destiny. Okay. And then we're going to let you know when we get to spoilers. Mm, can we add a ranking in there? Oh, fuck yeah. All right. At the end. After should spoilers. We do the, should we do well, it after spoilers or right before spoilers? I mean, you're going to talk about the whole franchise before this movie. All right, then we'll do it at how the about, end. How, yeah, let's let's put let's, your rankings in the chat. Let's just talk about Dial of. How about we just talk about Dial of Destiny, and then we'll do the whole ranking. Or do you want to? I don't fucking care. We should have planned this out beforehand. Yeah, we didn't do that. No. Let's do the thing I said. So Indiana <laughs> Jones. Uh, I grew up watching. I think one of the very first movies I ever saw was. Return of the Jedi, and the other one was Temple of Doom. Mm -hmm. And I can still remember walking out of the theater with my moms and coming out of the Temple of Doom movie and just loving the shit out of that movie. And uh, I, I, I absolutely loved it. And I went back and we had the VHS eventually of Raiders of the Lost Ark, which for those who uh, younger viewers was not called Indiana Jones. It was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I totally forgot that. Uh, and then we had Temple of Doom, and then we had... Um, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. I loved every single one of those movies. Um, I can't say like I was buying the comic books, or I don't even know if... They, I think there was a series. There, there it was like a Marvel a, series. Right. But what's when they're like a, a TV series, like an animated there series? Was, well, the Young Adventures of Indiana Jones. Okay. An animated series? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a Young Indiana right, Jones. Right, right, right. Which I, I imagine came out after um, Crusade. Crusade, yeah, Last Crusade. Um, but I, I can't. I don't think I ever had like a T-shirt or an action figure mm, or mm, stuff like that. Mm. But I just loved watching those movies, and I'm pretty sure I probably watched them with my grandpa, like on Sundays as well. So um, I grew a long time indie fan. What was your experience? Uh, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater. Uh -huh. Loved everything about the movie until it gets to the end and then people are started melting and it has traumatized me for the rest oh of my life. Oh my God, life. that's right. You can watch a previous episode <laughs> called Trauma, Childhood Trauma, where Len uh, walks us through that particular nightmare of his. Yeah. Tell us your least favorite melted face. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> was it Vuller? Was it the... I love, but I love, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, mean, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Since you were around before it, mm -hmm. was there hubbub going into it like i know i i, I he played han solo was mm -hmm. he as big a name for anything else besides no no han, han solo is the movie that put uh harrison ford on the map right yeah. right no i understand but like going into this movie raiders of the lost ark before you know upon its release was it just like oh han solo's in this no it, it the whole thing about the whole hype, any whatever hype about Raiders of the Lost Ark that I have to remember because I was still kind of young, yeah, yeah, was the fact that Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were combining oh, to I do see. this movie that you know harkened back to their youth yeah. when they would go to the movies and watch the serials, um, which is exactly what you know he did with Star Wars, right? Yeah, so it's another one of those. And now the fact that he brought in Harrison Ford, people were like, okay, that makes sense because it's an actor you've worked with. Yeah. But Harrison Ford was still, while he, he definitely was a name and gave it a certain level of cachet because mm. people did like him, mm. um, he wasn't the selling point. The selling point oh, see? was Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Then when you saw the movie, yeah. you were like, oh, Harrison Ford yeah. on his own without having to, you know, walk around with Chewbacca and, yeah, yeah. and rescue Luke. Harrison Ford is the man. Yeah, yeah. He is the he is the hero we have been waiting for. Uh and I enjoyed 
every one of those movies. I saw that in the theaters. I saw Temple of Doom in the theaters. I love Temple of Doom. You know, it's a movie that you, you kind of watch with a crooked eye nowadays. Yeah. But at the time, you loved it. Um, but you definitely sense the difference. Like, ooh, it feels a little... Darker? A little darker. Yeah. It's a little... little, 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 little angrier, this one. Yeah. Um, which, uh, then Last Crusade, which brings in Sean Connery, um, who at that time, Sean Connery is on his kind of like his maybe his second or third renaissance of yeah. his career as like this older gentleman. Um, and I, I, I just loved it. And I liked Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is not an, a person who I would ever say like, you know, uh, is my absolute favorite actor in the mm -hmm. world but I find myself enjoying a lot of Harrison Ford yeah. movies because he does not let you down no I 100% agree even to this day before this movie dropped out or dropped and you know he's in um what's that Apple Plus show shrinking uh, shrinking and mm -hmm. he's there's a whole nother avenue of him that I kind of never saw or forgot existed of like him just being funny he doesn't show it often yeah well, like, yeah. well he doesn't do a lot of comedies right yeah um so I um I'm looking it up uh, Indiana Jones in comic books yeah uh from like '83 to 2008 variously uh because Marvel had it until like '96 and then Dark Horse had it until Dark like Horse 2010 got it. yeah and they were doing some adaptations of the movies yeah yeah but there was like a bunch of comics done by people like Walt Simonson John Byrne Archie Goodwin Howard Shakin I think Walt Simonson may have done David Micheline Micheline David yeah, Michelini? Yeah, there's tons. There's, there's. Are they available? No, probably. Of course not. not. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to have some in my back issue bin, and someone came in and scooped them all up a couple months back. No. I had the original um, adaptation. Yeah. Getting the shitty paperback omnibuses, uh, which aren't even like full sized, are hundreds of dollars oh, each. Bummer. Um, but I mean, doesn't Marvel own Disney now and the rights to all these I, things? I, they should. Be cool they, if they. Did I mean, some. they just reprinted the fucking Planet of the Apes comics. Like, yeah. why shouldn't they? Anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, Get on it, Marvel. Well, so what? What was your experience with uh, indie? Um, these are the earliest movies I ever watched. Yeah. Um, like it's this is lumped in with Star Wars and um, Ghostbusters and, you know. Eventually, the various Batman movies, eighties classics. Yeah, like the, these are the, these are movies that I would watch sometimes behind a pillow, but they would always be on. Yeah, because yeah. uh, they're cute. fucking frightening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I've watched them hundreds of times, yeah. but we haven't watched them. I was, yeah, I'm even, I'm even a bit of an apologist for the Crystal Skull, kidding with the Crystal Skull, because um, I enjoy these characters. I had a good time, but um, I hadn't watched any of them in like maybe a decade. At least all of them. It's mm -hmm. been a long time since I even saw Raiders all the way through. But like when you've seen these movies so many times, you know every beat. Yeah. So it's it's almost like it's almost like listening to an album by track or track here and there mm -hmm. instead of listening to the whole album. Yeah. Because it's just a different experience. So like with these movies that are so ingrained in my brain, you could fully recall full scenes or you mm -hmm. just like go to a clip or whatever. But it's been a long time since I actually just listened to the whole album as intended. Yeah, yeah. So I went back this past weekend because my wife had never seen all of them. Or at least she didn't think she saw all of them. And we, Friday, Friday night we watched um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Saturday, all day, 
we watched the other three. Mm. Until like four in the morning. <laughs> wow. Because, yeah. it, because it really was just like, a, I, we'll watch a little bit of the next one. Yeah, right, right. Fall right into All it. Of a sudden oh, we'll watch over, a little bit yeah. of the next one. Fall right into it. And they're just delightfully watchable movies, even the one that's terrible. They're just delightfully Which watchable. Way? Which one is that? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Actually, Crystal Skull. Okay. Um, if anything, my experience with them has changed slightly. Oh, really? Uh, in this rewatch, yeah, Temple of Doom's really not that good. <laughs> no, I had so I had the exact same uh, situation. I did not get to. Crystal it used to Skull. be my favorite. Uh, well, it was mine because the it first is, one I ever saw. It is not my favorite anymore. And watching it today, you said with a crooked eye. Hot damn, man! <laughs> uh, just right off the, I think I tweeted like, "Oh, I'm starting uh, Temple of Doom." Immediately annoying that this this movie is so annoying and bad. Um, well, there there are things like <clears throat> um, slight racism, slight slight racism, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Kate Capshaw's character Willie is just unbearable. Um, and she's written to be that way. Obviously, it's not like I blame Kate Capshaw, Capshaw, but like. It, I think her one note that they gave her at the end of every scene to redo it was like scream more, just louder screams, shriek if you can. Yeah, it's was her entire character. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's awful. And and I forgot how, I remembered how silly some parts are, but I forgot how like as a whole how silly the movie is. And I love silly shit, but because it was ins- insufferable at the same time as being silly, I just had less of a tolerance for it. Like. Sure, they jumped out of an airplane with a inflatable boat, and everything's cool. And landed on a mountain, and then, and then down they, a river, and, and then ran, off the they waterfall. Ran down the mountain in it, and then went off the mountain into a river. Normally, I if it's if I'm having fun, normally I would not like stop and be like, "Would that actually work?" But I've but both Sam and Mal, we were both like, "Would that actually?" I mean, if he kept it straight, I guess, uh, and it's <laughs> low enough to the, I guess. But like we were, we were. Just bored enough to bother. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I gotta be honest with you, the fridge scene in Crystal Skull, I wasn't bored enough to really like look into lead lined, the impact, the yeah, concussion. Like- it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I I I haven't seen that movie since the theater. But upon watching that movie, I, and they do the fridge scene, I was like, what is happening? Are you kidding me? What is happening in this movie? The right only now? thing that I questioned was him being able to get out of the fridge right. because most of yes. them usually locked inside. Like, yes, there's no locked. way to get out. Right. That's the part. That's that- the only thing that I like. I was down with all of it. And they did, like, you know, the Spielberg, the Spielberg, Mr. Spielberg, um, <laughs> <laughs> literally showed like the quick insert shot of like lead lined, mm-hmm. like the old school for yeah, refrigerators. Yeah. I was like, ah, this is funny. It's going to go flying. Yeah. It does. And then it just pops open. I was like, that eh, probably wouldn't pop open. Yeah. And also, he would be dead inside. Well, he was so small. It was very maybe not. Yeah, it, it it it's the same type of shit. Like if um, Iron Man is in the iron suit, he would be a soup of organs because <laughs> because it <laughs> every gets hit. around. Right, yeah, right. so like you can't you can't go with one over the other. Right. Like the suspension of disbelief is I am inside this thing and I get like he he there wasn't enough space in there for him to literally get smacked around each side. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was just in it. Plus like it's I, more believable than the fucking raft out of the sky. I gave it I actually gave it the whole idea of it popping open 
a pass because it's not like it was just standing there and popped open. It oh, did fly through the air, right. landed. So, yeah. it, you know, it survives a nuclear explosion. Yeah. So if it, you know, if it maybe popped open after that, I gave it a pass. I actually, that scene, as much as I know people hate that scene, I 100% don't mind that scene at all. Okay. Never have. Because I recognized that that movie is while trying to a bit continue the tradition of like the serial films of yeah, the time, yeah. it is also trying to wrap itself in the genre of sci-fi movies of the time. Say, yeah. And that is the type of shit that would happen <laughs> in say, those it movies. Is, it, is, it just it needed is, big, big ants. It is right. very pulpy. Oh, it had big ants. It, well, they were just larger. Yeah, yeah but I don't mean larger. giant ants, but I mean, it's funny, um, they still had big but, ants. But uh, uh, back to Temple of Doom. Um, oh, yeah. It, uh... Oof. It is such a annoying movie, but the last act is so fucking baller. Yeah. I don't care. Like everything from, and I think you had a problem, like you didn't have a problem with, you were just kind of bored by the, the like, mining scene. Right, guys. Everything from like, everything from uh, Indy being the blood of Kali on. And Shikad. Is just balls to the wall fun. Yeah. I and had so and much everybody fun has it. the member berries for short round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, he's the best like character sure. in that movie. Sure. Like, yeah. He's the best character in that movie. For sure. Them playing poker while Willie's oh, yeah. being a having a conniption fit. Best scene. That was his um what would you call it? His um when the actor Kiwi audition. That was his audition. Oh yeah. Was that scene, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. Uh but then I got to Last Crusade. Last Crusade. And you know what a dumb shit I am? It didn't occur to me till the last week mm -hmm. that the Last Crusade wasn't just the it wasn't the name of the movie. It's the fact that it was a crusade to find the Holy Grail, yeah. right? And because they it was found a reference it. to the actual Crusades, and, and this was the last Crusade, the last because, one. because, because yeah. they found the Holy Grail. But then you but don't then, need any more Crusades. But then you got thematically, it. it's also his father's life dream his yeah. one his last crusade yeah. like well, yeah. in my head i was just like oh they're saying that it's like the last indiana jones movie and that's uh, you never that's all i got out of it that's all i got and then this week i was like i tell my wife oh. hey honey oh you um, know what i just discovered in my brain there is a, a uh, thought <laughs> well uh, there's uh, the discourse online about raiders of lost ark that like is there um, discourse yes uh there's discourse everywhere that's about true. everything Indiana Jones does not affect the plot of oh, Raiders right. of Lost Ark. I've seen, I think that was the, the, what was it? Um, the Cracked podcast first did that. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, like he just, everything happens whether or not regardless of him as a <laughs> yeah. person. Like he just either speeds it up or slows it down slightly, but yeah. it's just, yeah, he, he has no effect on the plot. And then at the end, they're just literally passengers. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the second one, uh, He's got a little bit more agency, but the third one, I think I like more, not more than Raiders, but almost a little bit. I kind of do like it more than Raiders. I shine a little bit more towards it because yeah. he's actually solving puzzles at the end and doing, yeah. he's doing the work penitent at the end. Penitent men shall pass. I, I, before I even knew what the word penitent meant, I actually had that in my, like penitent as a kid, the penitent man shall pass. The penitent, penitent, penitent. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, yeah, the, I think the third one is a... Narratively, is the strongest of the three. Absolutely, yeah. and you know the reason it, it gets it ekes out over Raiders for me is just because of the 
relationship between him and his dad. Yes. Yeah, it it yes. is endlessly entertaining. If there was a whole nother movie of them hanging out, I would watch it. I also think just like, yes, that relationship, but I think just the relationships overall, like mm-hmm. even his relationship with his friends are there. Marcus are more fully the formed. Marcus. Yeah. yeah. It's more fully formed in, yeah. in last crusade. That's For definitely sure. my favorite. Um, uh, and then crystal skull. And I did not revisit that being, yet. I want great. to. That's great. Yeah, I want to look at it with fresh eyes. Now that I'm in like, Indie mode, you the, know? The, it's early 2000s, 2008. The CG looks yes. like CG. Yes. I mean, and not in, not in this in, movie, it looks like. Not in like a, oh, that's a digital effect that's a little off kind of way. In so much as the way that the movie is just, the whole color palette is so toned out, vibrant, that it all looks unreal. Right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the jungles look so green that they've never looked before, kind of thing. So, like the whole movie kind of has a sheen to it, which maybe is a 1950s kind of. That's, mm. But that's a stretch. Um, <laughs> just like going with that, and then also there is no forgiveness for the monkey swinging scene. I forgive yeah. so much. Yeah, but that move that that, scene, so that scene literally takes you completely out of the plot. It like does. I know they were trying to like narratively find a way to get him back into the action, but just show just like one insert shot of him seeing that there's like a shortcut through the the jungle. Yeah, how about that? That's so bad. Instead of swinging on vines with a bunch of capuchin monkeys. Yeah, it's, that was really bad. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> I concur, Doctor. <laughs> um, all right, so. Watching those first three movies, I was primed. I was ready to go to this movie. I went in. I was a little nervous because I do remember my thoughts as I was watching uh, the previous movie. And, you know, the fact that Harrison Ford is a little older. 80 80 80 years old. And I do remember thinking he looked like a bag of bones in the last movie Mm. 15 years ago. And Mm. now he's even older. Bonier. More bag of bony. Uh, more, was, <laughs> more baggy. Um, like he was like, he's the something that an archaeologist might find instead of being the actual archaeologist. Um, but I got to say top to bottom, this was a blast. I had such a good time with this movie. I was, I was in full Indiana Jones fever. Mm. Um, I was really feeling all of it. Like, yes, the CGI is rough in the first 15, 20 minutes. It was long 20 minutes. Um, the, and you know, young Indiana Jones, um, the, the episode of a TV show that happens before the main plot kicks yeah. in. Um, it's, it's a little rough CG wise, but other than that, I, like I enjoyed all the characters. I loved all of the relationships. Um, the introduction of Shaw, what is her, her first name? Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, Helena Shaw. Hel- Helena. Yeah. Helena Shaw. I loved her as a, as a. I don't want to call her a foil for him, but no, she's she's, she's kind foil? of a foil for him in the beginning, like yeah. a, an anti-hero, a foil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she goes through her own stuff and her own um, definitely has an arc character arc. Mm-hmm. She's a different person by the end of the movie than she was when we meet her. Yeah, and um, I I just was in all the way for this movie. I would like. I'm not gonna go see it again in the theater. But I am really excited for like a box set to come out, mm. or maybe to watch it digitally when it hits. In like um, probably three days, depending on how now. Box office. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think, Lynn? Uh, 
I went in really wanting to love this movie. Uh-huh. I did not. And really, then you did. I did not love it. Ah, sure. uh, I liked it well enough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's well enough. It's, it's a, a appropriate and good send off for the character because you, you didn't want him to leave with the stink of crystal skull on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, you so watch your, you watch yourself. <laughs> the stink. So, so it, the it, it, mild it, pungent odor. Okay. All right. Okay. You know, like All right. The hard the stink. Musk. Yeah. The, the musk. Yeah. The you could use a shower, but you're fine now. right now. Yeah. Okay. Not like you're a dirt bag. Like there's two two All different right. levels. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, but I liked it well enough. I'm a huge fan of Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, man, and, me too. And, I, and this did nothing to um, dissuade you. This not at all because I I enjoyed I enjoyed her in the movie. Yeah, she was Phoebe Waller Bridge all over the place. I enjoyed them giving you you know 21st edition, 21st century edition of Short Round in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not as charming this kid. Not as charming as this, I forgot as this his kid. name. Um, I also th- and I I'm also a fan of Mads Mikkelsen. Oh yeah, and I think he is misused. In really? This movie. Oh, I'm not necessarily miscast because yeah. I think he can play every villain in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think he's misused in this. I think oh, he's okay. wasted in the movie really? a little bit. Wow. Um, and and I I I have problems with the CG. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but I have problems with the CG overall. I yeah. have problems with the photography, the yeah. cinematography. I have problems with the, the length of this movie. This movie mm. is freaking long. It is the longest of all the the Joneses uh, for no reason. Yeah. Um, I don't have any problem with with Harrison Ford, though. I give him a pass because he is, in fact, an eighty year old man yeah. doing these things. Um, but sign the check. So to do the work and I don't think he's giving like, I don't feel like he's like, mm. Oh, okay. I feel like he's lifted up by what is around him. Oh, no shit. Like okay. Waller bridge. Most, um, mostly in the, in their scenes. He when, was biking 40 miles a day to get in shape for this movie. God bless him. <laughs> for 80 years old, the man looks good for yeah, yeah. 80 years old. I'm not knocking him. And there definitely is a, a sweetheart of a scene at the end of this movie that mm. you've been waiting for the whole movie. It's kind of like mm. there were visual clues that you know that was coming and I was glad that they, mm. they fulfilled it. I cried at the end of this movie. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, I liked it well enough. I mm. didn't love it like I wanted to, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. It was cool. All right, right on. No. Um, I didn't love it as much as you did, but I, I did really like it. I had a good time. The the opening, when we walked out, it was just, felt really good about it. I had a really good time. But honestly, the, the beginning did kind of throw me off. Mm. Um, the first thing you said to me, I think, was they should have recast him. Yeah, I miss just recasting young actors. Just a young actor, like in the eighties and nineties, everyone was fine. Just cast with context clues. Alden Ehrenreich, yeah, the guy that played him in in no, in Solo. no, I was I was gonna say yeah. um, uh, River Phoenix. He's dead. Yeah, it's real poor taste. Oh, sorry. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, I do, I do miss just like. Yeah. Physical space, uh, like it is very impressive. Like I just watched the new episode of of, of Secret Invasion. Nick Fury looks great de-aged. Even in Captain Marvel, he looks great de-aged. Yeah. It's I don't understand. Well, how this okay. Looks now. So I 
mm, I'm going to make an assumption here from what I read. Uh, what I read from Harrison Ford during an interview was the way that they did his digital de-aging specifically in this movie was because he has worked with Lucasfilm and I don't know, whoever the production companies are for so long, for so many decades, they have miles and miles of unused footage and actual yes. footage that are in the films. And they were able to use that footage in a technological advancement so as, that as I don't reference, know. They, they built an, an AI Harrison Ford is what you're telling me. Maybe. I don't know if I would call it AI, but like, yeah, they, they were able to use previous um, footage of him so, to create this as opposed to maybe like a digital double then not maybe because I, I doesn't yeah. think itself. I get it. But like, yeah, it's a full CGI that they just created. Yeah. But I mean, there's an actor in there. Yeah. Well, it was it's Harrison just Ford. That's the problem. Well, well no. Not all the time. Yeah. Just the dialogue or maybe when he's sitting down and chewing okay, well, on I'm the chip. Some of the movements, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it is 80-year-old Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a couple of times when it's just like, you know, he's a little shrugged. He's right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's him. My favorite but, is the very first time he opens his mouth is he's got young face, but old voice. He's like, he's... There's an 80-year-old voice coming out of that 40-year-old man. As really cool as the technology is, I honestly don't think it's there to hold me for 20 minutes without constantly that's knowing that's, yeah. that's fake, that's minutes. fake, that's fake. Oh, that's fake. There's some, as cool as some of these sequences are, first, it was it was a banger, a uh, couple of really great fights, yeah. classic indie stuff where he's just like by the skin of his teeth being mm -hmm. kind of getting, they do this thing that they do throughout the whole series where he kind of gets away. But then he's in a worse spot. Yeah. But then he kind of gets away from that. But then he's in a worse spot. Like I got in the car. It's actually the car that the head Nazis are in. So I have to pretend it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got out of the car, but they have a Gatlin gun. So I have to figure that out. Yeah, like yeah. it's all indie, but there are some pieces of it that are, there's so many digital components. I'm watching a cutscene from a video game yeah. and I couldn't, I could not let that go yeah. because there are. A bunch of physical pieces, but then there's some where there's no physical pieces at all. Like when he's being strung up and the bomb goes off. Yeah, all of that looked so uncanny valley that it yeah. just I was I, I would have just cut that. Like just put him on the train. Yeah, that whole ten minutes before. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah, but I I feel like they just they stretched it out and indulged it. But besides that, I enjoyed this. It was fun. Yeah. Like I like the the car chase the car chases and stuff there were ways to put him in the action without making it unrealistic and breaking him do you know what i mean like right. like the the trolley car chases i could i could totally oversee like you know a jump from one car to another yeah. you could pull that off or on a horse you could pull that off that's fine but like the Digital doubles on top of trains at night that just well, don't look real. That's I, what I, I want to talk I, about. Like, actually, ugh. that's the thing that frustrated me about this was literally watching the Last Crusade, and there is an extended sequence. The cold open is um, Young Indiana Jones, basically, and it's uh, River Phoenix playing Young Harrison Ford, and it is delightful. I understand why they made a TV show out of it, and there is a sequence on a train in daytime. And the camera is here and it's a wide shot and you see the whole train and you can see the kid or the kid's the stunt kid um, getting up and running along the top and then jumping over and then sliding down into this and crawling through that and then getting up. And it's like this whole like family circus kind of thing as you're watching him do it. And then in this movie, it's just like a little CGI guy going boopity 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 boop and it's so bad. Having not seen... 
uh, the new Mission Impossible movie, but I've seen the trailers. There's a train sequence, and there's people on top of a speeding train doing things. Wait, again? It's, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the first all, movie. All CG. Yeah. But there's a sense of physical space yeah. and uneven ground and mm. movement. Yeah. Whereas this was just like, anybody could just walk up on that train and have a yeah. good time and yeah. not really worry about it. Yeah. Like, woohoo! Like, there's, um, when you do, like, full CGI components or stuff like that, like, you have to still ground it. Yeah. And most of that sequence felt airy. Yeah. Not so much, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and as much as I was enjoying myself, it was like a five minute span of it. And all of a sudden, maybe like just the silhouette of the guy running on the train yeah. just took me right out. Yeah. Same. And, then, uh, and then took me right out. I like, just wonder. I, and, and, yeah. I, I felt the same way of, about that. Me and you talked about that early, uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. I, I hated that moment. It took me out of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I don't know how much of that is the fault of James Mangold uh, mm, as the director the team. or the effects team, yeah. but ultimately it has to land at the director's feet because he's the person that's putting this movie together. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was one of the big things that I, that I, I missed watching this movie. Um, the joy of the first three films, and maybe it is also a byproduct of when they were done is that, it is all practical effect. Yeah. yeah. You make the stuff happen, mm -hmm. right? And in... You melt a candle that looks like a face. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a candle, Len. It wasn't a real man. God. It was a man in a candle. <laughs> it was a mandel. And anyway, um, Crystal Skull, I think one of the reasons why that movie doesn't land for me a, a, little, yeah. a little bit, even though I liked it well enough, uh, is because... It is the first indie film that has CGI effects yeah. Yeah. and you feel the difference in it. And then this movie has so much. The face thing, it didn't really bother me that much. You, yeah. you, I, I agree. I probably would have recast, um, especially considering that it is going to be freaking 20 minutes. It's not it's like too long because in Last Crusade, River Phoenix is on 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 the screen for a good bit himself, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, at least 10, 12 minutes. But I, so. I, I do understand not making that decision because I'm sure it was a conversation, but the fact that we already grew up watching a 40 year old Harrison Ford, and now we're flashbacking to that time and right, having right, another actor right. play 40 year old Harrison Ford. No, no, no. I get, I, I, I understand get, the hesitation there. I get, yeah, I get the, especially if, especially if the technology exists where you yeah. think you can might be able to pull it off and to be fair i think for the most part they do pull it off yeah but it's so close I but think. that notwithstanding there are other moments where this this film you know relies on a lot of cg effects that just take me out of the movie and there are some scenes where it my point about the cinematography it just doesn't feel done right it just doesn't feel well it doesn't feel like it's put together like some of the scenes don't feel they feel very uh very uh inauthentic they feel like almost they feel like they're on a stage mm. and and, like, yeah. and perhaps they were but like i never would always like immediately get that feel that you're on a stage yeah. that was the other thing about uh kingdom skull uh crystal skull you definitely feel when you're on a stage yeah. in there and you didn't feel like that in Raiders. I did. 
Uh, I, I, I literally said out loud when they get to the spot where like they're going to open the arc and they just go over this little thing and there's just like, I'm like, oh, look at that set. That's a cute set. I mean, I guess you, I guess you one, do yeah, a little like bit, but, I, but it, yeah. I guess. But the rest is like, it feels like you're in another country right. because they are. It, right. Yeah. I, 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 maybe it's, again, a, a combination of the cinema, cinematography, yeah. the world that it's, the world building that is set up. I felt it very harshly in Crystal Skull and not quite as harshly, but I still felt that mm. in this Was movie. there a particular, out. during the, during the, what, the, the chasing? I mean, during, the, during that, that that car or chase whatever scene, that little, are those cars, um, like scooter trolleys, yeah, yeah. golf carts. So I, this is the first Indiana Jones movie not directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Spielberg James Mangold. Spielberg and Mangold shoot completely differently. Mangold's action usually is a lot more close-ups and quick yes. shots, whereas Spielberg does a lot of wides and a yeah, lot of like medium shots so, so you can see it. Yeah, yeah, um, which I prefer. That, but you can't really get away with that as much in digital spaces. That's the thing. So it's because they do it in Crystal Skull. So there's the, that chase sequence that eventually ends up being the fucking swinging, um, two boat trucks, Jeeps next to each other on two separate trails and they're fighting each other through it. Such a dumb scene. All wide shots. And they do their best to kind of like, at least show you like the topography of the area and the whole thing. So you're following the whole time. This one's a little bit more scattershot with all of its 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 action, so yeah, it's it's a completely different kind of like visual language. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, because I, I, Mangold's great. Yeah, I don't. It's I, just not Spielberg. Director, no one's just, Spielberg. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the chat, we got let's see, Eddie Madison saying Shia LaBeouf deserves better, which we will we'll talk about spoilers. in spoilers. Yeah. Uh, he saw Indiana Jones and Dowd. That scene was very good. And oh, click the like. Thank you. Uh, joining tonight, Jane Z says joining Dane. tonight. Dane, what did I say? You said Jane. Sorry, Dane Z. I know you, Dane. I'm sorry. Zane D. Joining late tonight. Saw Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. It's probably my third or fourth favorite out of the franchise. Agree with Noel that the intro scene was too long. Do mm. you think they should have recast Harrison Ford? Well, I, I like your point, though. The, the, the point it, is Yeah, valid. like we have seen, as viewers, we've seen him at that age. However, write and shoot around it. Like, did it have to be full close-up dialogue scenes of the digital mouth or you could kind of like shorten, tighten, right around reaction shots, off-camera dialogue. You could have done. Yeah, you I would have worked. noticed that stuff just as much as I'm noticing. I would have noticed it, but it wouldn't have taken me out. Yeah. Like it would have been like, oh, that's clever it's how like, they did that. Not you know, where they oh, always. That's not that. There. There's been so many movies where they want to have the president of the United States, but they don't want to actually have the president of the United States or like um, a specific actor playing them. So they'll shoot them from the back, and you'll mm. see their silhouette of their hair. Yeah. Yeah, just, I, I, that't well, takes me out too I so think a, I think a mix of the two. I think the mix of the two like yeah. you see still shots you could do reaction shots um him in physical spaces that's great but when they have full-on dialogue scenes of him joking with these guys that are torturing him and everything blows up and he's like crawling off this thing I was like it's a digital cut scene it's a it's a video game because you are now sharing physical space with nothing that's real yeah and they just it was it was wasn't good enough. That's what I'm trying to say. It wasn't yeah, good enough. enough. I think you were going to ask me, like, was there another digital scene that kind of, like, took me out That's of what it? I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is an effect where, um, I forget, I think it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I can't remember. Somebody's looking off of a roof, and they see, like, the ticker tape parade. Yeah. And if you look at it, it like, it, it's well, the, the ticker tape is, 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 like, pretty digital. But if you look at the people walking, 
they look very, very digital. Uh, that's a shame. Because <laughs> this movie, how much did this movie cost? Two hundred and twenty million. Yes. No, two hundred and ninety-five yeah, million. Mother million. Now, Ugh. how much of that would have been saved by having less of a digital double? Yeah, maybe. Ugh. Um. All right. Let's get into spoilers. Let's get into the spoilers. I love spoilers. So we're going to get into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you're concerned about having it ruined for you, as if we didn't already ruin it for you just by talking about it, um, get the, get out of here and we'll see you later. Yeah. Oh, All right. To recap. Loved. Loved. Liked. Bothered. Liked. liked. But like, liked. Liked. Yeah. Loved. Had a fun time. Liked yeah, it enough. There. Yeah. yeah. He enjoyed the popcorn. Okay. And now uh, spoilers. Okay, spoilers. So Shia LaBeouf deserves better. Uh, you gotta feel a little bad for the guy where he's murdered off screen again. He was murdered off screen or killed off screen in Transform the Transformers franchise. He died in Transformers. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. No, I'm telling you. Yes, Ow. he died off screen. I don't know. It was off screen. Um, and then again here, um, and it's like people dislike your character so much that they were just like, oh, <laughs> the, uh, the war. He was drafted. Whoops. Mm. Um, that's got to be rough. Um, what was there anything specifically that you liked about the movie? Even Waller Bridge. That's it. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, thought you were saying, I, thought, I thought you were gearing up for like, well, to be honest, no, that was it. I mean, like, that's really what I really, really liked. Everything else was cool. Was She's getting such shit online, man. Why? On Twitter, just for existing as a woman. I, I, oh, yeah. I love the I love the character. I love the rogueness of her character. Yeah. I love the like her humor. I mm -hmm. loved her intelligence. Um, I I I actually liked her arc in yeah. that you know she is basically a thrill seeker and is out here for the dough, mm -hmm. you know. But then it, it changes over over time. Yeah. She's got a little bit of a beef with um with Harrison Ford because mm -hmm. you literally had the job of supposed to be there for me when my father dies and yeah. you weren't peaced out. Yeah. Um, so also I, you said you were going to destroy this thing and you didn't. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I actually, I, I liked her a lot. I, yeah. I thought she was great. She was my, probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on. I hear that. Um, I have a question. Okay. Oh, did we lose the live stream on YouTube? Says Dane. No, we're still up. We're still up. Okay. Um, so we should be my guy, which one? My dude <laughs> got rocked in the face. Oh yeah, he did. Off of a speeding fucking train. Uh huh. And he's good. He's using the power of racism. He's a Nazi. Now they're harder to kill than they're roaches. It's I, it when it wasn't like a, Oh, I fell off the train. Kabong. Yeah. He flies off in the, <laughs> into the fucking forest. Yeah. And all he's got is a little horseshoe-like scar. I, for real, I was like, when that happened, I was like, well, okay. Real quick, the thought process is, well, it's Mads Mikkelsen. They haven't just cast him just to be in the beginning of this movie, but he clearly died just then. So uh, is there going to be some sort of reveal? Like, uh, what was the movie you were talking about with the jaw? Oh, um, one Mission of the- Impossible? One, no, one of the, the James, James Bond Bonds. movies with Javier Bardem. Yeah, I forgot the I name. I think there's going to be a reveal that like-, like his face comes something off or something. supernatural was keeping him alive or like- Or even just like a prosthetic under his cheek. he had a mask yeah, on or something and he shows up and he's just like, I'm fine. Now, somebody did remind me that- We lost the live stream, said Robert Monroe. Sweet, good gravy, we're back. I'm so sorry. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties. Uh, the computer, apparently, whoever, whenever we started with the um, uh, 
spoilers. spoilers. The internet was like, we don't want any spoilers. Shut up. Uh, we did not shut up, though. We kept talking. But um, We got to make money. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We're in spoiler territory right now, so be warned. <laughs> I said it again. The internet's going to shut down. What were you oh, saying, um, Noel? My biggest spoiler... I- how how is uh, the bad guy alive? Because well, the, when a man and a woman the, love each other, it happened after that. After his parents <laughs> conceived after him. After his parents expressed their love for each other to make a Nazi baby. Um, <laughs> in the opening sequence, the oh, the twenty five minute opening digital sequence, Salvo, yeah, my dude gets rocked in the face. Yes, he does. From the top of a speeding train. Mm-hmm. Yes. The o- like it was so comically painful. The only thing that was missing was like a a goofy yell, like yo. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally all that was missing. You know what they could have put he- in? They could have put in the Wilhelm scream, which is in all the movies. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what? No, it was it was so comical and like rubbery <laughs> that it deserved uh, yeah. something incredibly silly. I can see my and house from here. I'm sitting there with my wife, like yo. Not alive. Yeah. He's not alive. And if he's alive, there's something special well, about this movie. Lit- yeah. My my really brief thought process was, okay, well, they've they've done Mad Milkelson. They brought him in. He's not going to be just in the beginning of the film. Clearly, he's going to be alive later. But I was <laughs> expecting some sort of reveal of like his face is fake or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no, there's no way that man has... Um, we all saw... Uh, what was that movie with... Um, uh, Hereditary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His that dude got hereditaried in the face yeah, and still I, came back, like, fine. I was going to say, like, he the way he's hit, and it's, like, I could have bought him, like, getting knocked off the train and, like, yeah. ah! The train is going maybe 50, 60 miles an hour. Easy. Easy, right? Because it's a steam locomotive, so <laughs> mm-hmm. easy. Easy. Um, yeah. It's a hanging pole bell, which uh, I believe they used to, like, hit. To say, like, if they were going to hit it to, like, announce that they were going to change tracks. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. why that was there. Okay. Um, so that's, that is a giant piece of metal. Right. Now, Probably pretty heavy. If to I took, a, yeah, very heavy, giant piece of metal. If I just took a five pound bar that's three inches yeah. long and threw it at your face yeah. as fast as I could, as hard as I could. I'd come. Well, I mean... You'd also you'd also potentially like lose an eye and or I'd kill yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, or that. So this to happen like this immovable object to to touch his face at sixty miles an yeah. hour, his head should be gone, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't cute. It was like it was comical. Like oh shit, that man like, that man got murdered. Like it shouldn't have been in yeah. this movie. <laughs> But it did bring us the good line. Oh yeah, the next time the Indy sees him thirty five years later with this cute little scar. Yeah. Your face rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Good bit. That was it, was, a good bit. It, was, it was cute. I just didn't think that Mads Mickelson really filled out the role. Okay. And he just didn't do it for me. He wasn't Nazi enough. I guess I didn't feel his gravitas. I yeah, didn't yeah. feel like I didn't feel any menace from I him. I was gonna say menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. feel any menace from him. Right? Well, he's okay. I understand what you're saying. He's a villain, but also he's a rocket science the nerd. Villain? 
I understand he's a rocket. You science. want a rocket science nerd to be and I and I like threatening. And I actually did like the idea that he was a rocket scientist, but he but but like some rocket scientists, he still didn't have like a whole lot of common sense because yeah. he was easily fooled by yeah. uh, by his Helena own plan. Shaw by his own plan. Yeah. Um, and he which, literally just oops himself. Like, which is to why death. he had to have freaking frack from Central Casting bad guys. <laughs> oh, yo, Boyd Holbrook is great. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, he's, from he's Logan. a great. He's a great henchman yeah. or mm-hmm. villain yeah and i think he's wasted yeah. he, he's wasted yeah well, well a lot of the people a lot of there's a lot of good actors and good characters oh my god right kind of like built up a little bit yep and they don't do anything with them i didn't recognize antonio banderas when he showed up originally. i thought it was but i wasn't sure i was like you you address him by his real name Puss in Boots. <laughs> uh, I was surprised to see Puss in Boots on the on you know on the dock. Right. Um, and then when I think we see Puss in Boots later, I'm like, oh my god, it's Puss in Boots. Uh, and then Puss in Boots was gone. And I was like, oh, why was Puss in no, Boots here? They because he had to go underwater in the most non-threatening set piece in this entire movie. Yeah. Like. You have three minutes and you get the bends. You have three minutes. They go down and then you just kind of stop counting and like, oh, there's some eels, but mm. we're just going to swim away. Yeah, yeah. Like there's yeah. No, there was nothing harrowing about that. No, that's that, true. That, that, that was needless. And then that's they, a good point. And yeah. they kill his ass. I think, I think uh, Antonio Banderas must have, I think he must have just had a lifelong dream of being in an Listen, Indiana guys, Jones. I just want to be. <laughs> I'll be the guy that gets killed. That's totally cool. Yeah. But, but also, bad guy logic. They shoot him in the knee. And then immediately kill him. I know. There was no warning shot. Yeah. It wasn't like a in the knee, tell me the truth, tell me the truth, and then kill him. It was just like knee. Da, da. Wait, was it really? Yes. yes. There, wait, 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 wait. No. In my head, it was like, oh, they shot him in the knee. It that was, way they'll give, it'll get one of them to tell them what they want. As far as I remember, there was no second line of questioning. It was knee, and you think I'm serious, and then they just kill him. Like, there oh, was no. no, there was no, like... A pit stop. Right. In the reason you would shoot someone murder. in the knee is to like get more information, not to yeah, then so just this, keep. So, like, this dude had to suffer. Maybe, a little bit. maybe he hit him in the knee by accident. He's like, I'm going to kill this guy right now. Oh, oh he's shit. Like, well, he's a scientist. Maybe he's a terrible yeah, yeah, shot. Yeah, because it was him. pulled the trigger. So. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, he's like, yeah, he's, under, he's a rocket scientist. So, I think we all agree that the best part of this movie is the third act. It goes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Crazy. Um, I don't know. I do you mean like, like when they go back in time? Yes. Oh, gonna go back that, in time from that on, which to me was so incredibly Indiana Jones because all of them do go in a very science fiction and or supernatural yeah, yeah. way. Like they yeah. they they bridge yeah. history with something fantastical. I do, but I did. I listened to a podcast. I can't remember which one this was. Was it called Pop? It was. You listen to other podcasts. Was it the Michelle it. Mission? It was not the Michelle Mission. Oh. Um, That's one of my favorites. Well, thank you. I've uh, heard it's a good one. Um, but they were talking about that moment when he goes back in time and they were saying how, you know, it's kind of impressive, but thematically considering that this is the wrap up of Indiana Jones, it might've been nice for him to go back to someplace, maybe either a, a little bit more, you know, that we knew about. Yeah. The time I that swear to I of. 100% thought that they were going to bring him back to stop Mutt from going to, you know, signing up for the army. Oh, I I thought well, that they were going to go back to the train. I, no, I didn't see it. I didn't think that. I thought that they might go back to like, if he goes back in time to, um, Oh God, what was it? 
the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm. actual Ark of the Covenant. Oh, I see. Like you the beginning I mean? of the Ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like I, something like that. But but I guess there was something about there was something about where they went that just it it didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. It, it just it, like now when he lands and you know is talking about maybe staying back there i felt mm. the emotion of that and i love the beat of her yeah. saying like oh um i also like the beat yeah, yeah i like that, that. Was, I, I cracked I did, up i did like that but just the whole the whole setup of it it just mm. it did and even like the whole even the special effect of them going back in time i thought was very unimpressive right just there's a hole in the sky yeah it yeah. just it, yeah. it really felt like you know what bothered me about that is that um they get the dial of destiny and they figure out which is a, an object that can figure out when there's going to be a rip and hold in, in space time yeah uh, and uh, then it's like no, oh note. shit it's in 10 minutes thank god like because that could have been like a oh. century from now well no that he had the he had like uh the one professor had the numbers kind of figured out based off of his research. Yeah. So they knew it was going to be three days from when they had talked about it. Oh, did like, they? Okay. Yeah, that All was right. set up. Yeah. All right. I thought that, to me it just felt like oh the, thank god it's that now that was the ticking clock of the movie that gotcha. this all had to get taken I care that. of now. My bad. Yeah. Side note: Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. Worst Indiana Jones title. Um. No, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a mouthful. Yeah. I, but but some that that feels. Like one, like one of those. No, the worst, the films. worst, the worst title is the retitling of Raiders. Indiana it's Jones, Indiana and, Jones the and the Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. Yeah. Because you know what? Oh, they've retit- I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? He's one of the fucking Raiders. Yeah. So yeah. what is it? Well, Indiana Jones and the, and other, the other Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Whatever. Yeah. It should yeah. just be Raiders and, and then and, and, and those Indiana Raiders. Jones and a couple other Raiders of the yeah. Lost Ark. Indiana Jones is not the worst Raider of the Lost Ark. <laughs> 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 um. um but yeah, that was my kind of my problem with it was just the timing of it. Um, but and also the fact that Indiana Jones being such a historian would be like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm just going to stay here and ruin everything. I'm going to fuck up. I mean, to be fair, there's already a plane wreckage there and bullets all over the beach and fill, you know, there are people, corpses that people are going to find years from now, decades from fucking centuries from now that have bullets in them. Mm. So like they've already fucked up time just by going back but there. They, but they did find a lot of that stuff in the tomb, so it was yeah. Because they made make right, it had it wings doubled on back, it. Yeah, it, it double backed on itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, and, and also watch. too, it made more. So if it was going to be a, I'm gonna go back in time, or I happen to go back in time at a at a place where I can change something meaningful to me, I actually think that that would have been, um, I wouldn't have liked that because. The point of this movie, the, the the subtext of this entire movie is that he has lived a life and has a shit ton of regrets and successes within those. He just can't see them ending him in a place where he takes control over his destiny like God and mm. changing the past, I think would have been a giant misstep for uh, this okay. character I, I see what you're I that. because the whole point was you're still needed now or you're still mm-hmm. useful here, not stay here and because it it's not like he would have lived a wonderful life he had a fucking bullet wound in yep, 2217 yeah, bc or, or yeah. he would have he would have died five minutes later yeah, exactly yeah. so it's not like he, would he not was, have left like, the beach it would it was essentially he was asking to just die not yeah. stay die yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. um and i yeah i, I don't know I, I also like the idea of archimedes kind of creating this dial just to receive help for that battle 
this wasn't like a, a master key that took you anywhere. It was just, it was a fixed point. It was always the same loop, which they talk about in the movie. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he designed it to always be the same loop. So these Nazis were chasing something that was not possible to begin with. Oh, it was What? Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. The, the, the rip in time space always goes back to that spot? Yeah. yeah. It always goes back to 2017. What? Because the whole thing was created because at the Battle of Syracuse, they were overrun and about to die so yeah. he was essentially creating a scenario where they would receive help whoa i can't wait to watch this movie again yeah she it was it's like a I throw like it even it's, better it seems like a really important set like piece of the information but it was like a throwaway line by phoebe waller bridge in like kind of the wrap-up yeah it's it's, it's kind, kind of, of like giving some gravitas to the MacGuffin of the movie yeah yeah, yeah. which like, you know they all they, have they wanted it to change the world but really it was just a call for help oh i do speaking of mads mickelson i loved his plan i was like oh that is a more interesting plan than i thought it was going to be like oh you're going to go back in time and help hitler win no i'm going to become hitler I'm like kill hitler, hitler fucked it yeah. up i'm going to kill hitler i'm going to do all the things right that hitler messed up and lost us the war which they even tell us in the beginning of the thing he's talking to that poor dude who's just like bringing him food at the hotel and he's like um uh hitler didn't well you didn't win the war hitler lost the war mm -hmm. um which i was like when he finally tells us what his plan is like that's a pretty dope plan actually it's mm -hmm. different than i thought it was going to be I like this movie. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it again. Uh, I'm actually, I do want to finish watching um, Crystal, Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. I, I don't know how I, f so like in the last month, two or three, very, very expensive movies Ooh, are tanking hard. Shitting it. Hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one of them is not tanking as much as it, they thought. If you're thinking about Flash? Elemental. Oh. oh, you know what? No, I wasn't thinking about Elemental. You're thinking but about I, Flash. But I was right. also thinking a little bit of Transformers, but those expectations were hella low anyway. Yeah. So, like, that movie is making its money back. Elemental's probably going to make its money back. How much did, I don't baseline. know if you know this, how much did Transformers cost? Uh, so, like, 150 150 this Oh, is, wait, hang on. Yeah, this right, movie is, the, the Indiana Jones movie is almost double a Transformers movie. Yeah, the Transformers movie had to have cost at least two. Yeah, the, 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 because so, the special effects alone, it, it is a, it's a walking special effect. Oh, I'm sorry, you're correct. One ninety five, two hundred. Oh, yeah. And this one um, was what? But so two ninety five. Still. Hundred hundred million more. Um, but Ow. uh, they're currently like um, Transformers is currently at three hundred eighty three million yeah. worldwide. Yeah. So it's gonna make its money back because like, in order they usually say in order to make your money back, it has to be double of the budget because that's counting residuals and marketing and right. then you get profit right? right so transformers is gonna burn burn profit but flash isn't no flash indiana isn't. jones isn't no. like these movies had to make a billion dollars to just kind of be in the, the difference the the, the, i'll tell you the difference though the difference in transformers and uh those other, both, both of those other movies flash and indiana jones is the salaries but are actors. Oh, okay. There's no, there's Flash? No, there's, no, there's no, there's no, other than Keaton. Like Ezra Miller's not pulling down a $35 million, like Ezra, bargain deal. Yeah. But Ezra Miller probably is making at least double than anybody in Transformers. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you've but, got Ben Affleck. Plus you've got Michael Keaton. Yeah. 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 Gal Gadot, uh, Gal Gadot yeah. shows up for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Sheen, Michael Shannon. 
Oh yeah, Michael Shannon. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, it, and I, and never mind. So I th- I Mads think Mickelson and and uh, Harrison Ford. I think both of these movies are inflated. Well, you got Harrison Ford got twenty million for this one. Yeah, I mean that's that's not, not that much. No, it's not that much. That's regular, to like, but it's yeah, that 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 tax on too. But I would f- expect Harrison Ford to get more than twenty million. But both of these movies, like both this and The Flash, have been in production for a decade. Yeah. So like, we're lumping all of the money spent on yeah different scripts, starting true, and stopping production over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the movie that we saw is maybe. At, or two thirds of that full total budget, and the rest of it is getting there. Like when you when you watch the opening credits of a movie and you see that there are six writers, oh yeah, yeah. and that there's an ampersand in between some names and an spelled and. out a and d in between some names, that means that there are multiple teams of writers constantly over- rewriting yeah. each other's scripts, and they all get paid over and over on top of each other. So like everything kind of compounds the longer a movie's in production. So I don't know. It's um, Do you think do you think that this sort of problem that we're running into is going to bring us more practical effects and less special effects? No. Because we're think- also hearing about all of the different effects houses are all complaining because they're all overworked and th- underpaid. No, I think it's something a little bit more I think it's a little bit more just worse CGI. No, I don't think it's about the special effects. I think it's just more about um, our habits as moviegoers is changing and the rule of, or like the thought was of Hollywood was like, well, it's gotta be the largest budget, the biggest spectacle in order for it to be worth it in the theaters. But they price themselves out to not be able to make any fucking profit when you've got horror movies that are, yeah. that are, they cost Blumhouse $30 million dollars yeah. and are making $150 million at the box office. That's turning profit for studios. Yeah. So like, it's more about, I think they need to like reassess how, what makes a movie successful, not just how big it needs to be. Because, I'm sorry, The Flash, it's fun, but did it have to be an Avengers level movie? No, it could have just been Barry being Barry. Yes. But they had to keep like it. one upping, right? Yeah. Um, and this kind of falls along with that. Like it's just, it's, did, did the opening sequence have to be 25 minutes long? Which is probably half the budget of the movie. Yeah. No. No. It didn't. Well, yeah. It would have been a 10-minute cold open. Yeah. Yeah. So, Unless, like, I, I just think it's... But but they probably just wanted to show off. Like, look what we can do now. Yeah. It's like, serve the story. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, email us what you think of uh, the King... No, not the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The Dial of Destiny. No, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's the oh. one. Or Alan Quartermain. Let us know what you thought of the Alan Quartermain film. What, what is your ranking? Ranking, yeah, ranking, real quick. Oh, and then we're write our ranking. Shit. Um, this is easy though. Yes, yeah, easy for me. Uh, Last Crusade, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, oh, jeez. Easy, wheezy, wheezy, wheezy. I'm sure this was this was supposed to be easy, right? It was, but gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say Dial of Destiny, then Temple of Doom, and Crystal Skull. Right on. Uh, Raiders, Last Crusade, Destiny, Temple of Doom, Skull. Yeah, my, that one's mine. Wait, let me but see. Like, Raiders? Ask me tomorrow. Last Crusade might be above Raiders. Like that one and yeah. two slot. Mm. That's where I'm at. They're, they're like, they're touching tips. And then the rest. 
So odd movies are great. The odd well, the Indiana odd Jones movies, movies are the best. Punch Nazis. So yeah, they're great. The odd, the odd Indiana Jones movies uh, are are the best. Yeah. 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 All right, now you can email us at cold in, in uh, uh, the coldpopgo at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at us at coldpopgo. Hi. Oh, uh, you can also join us uh, Wednesday mornings. Uh, well, just. On your iTunes feed, we do a show called Fresh Floppies where we review, spoiler-free review, comic books that come out today. This morning, we dove deep into the nightmares of the DC Universe. Night with, Terrors! With the new event called Night Terrors. Um, and six, yeah. Was that six issues? Join us. It was like, Night it was Terrors seven, that came out this week? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. It was great. Len. Yes. Where can people find you? Hey, you can check me out. You can find me where you find all podcasts. Look for Michaux Mission, M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. We stream live every Tuesday for 7 p.m. right here from Young Junk. Young Junk. Young Junk. And um, our show is available on YouTube as well. Noise. We don't know what we're doing next week, so it'll be a surprise for all of us. We will see you then. We'll talk at you later. Get set up! Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.